0: This is Talks League of Ireland podcast. He is... Kevin Daugherty. And I am Oshin Langan. You can contact Kev via Twitter on... At KevDoc5. And you can get me on at Oshin Langan. The transfer deadline is done within the League of Ireland and there has been some amount of movement. Some clubs have been affected positively, some affected negatively. We'll get into that. Also, Co-Ramblers manager Steve Henderson, Stephen Henderson, I should say, He and his assistant, Stuart Ashton, have signed a long-term deal with the club. They're going to stay there until 2020. Now, they're unlikely to go up this year. They're nine points off Waterford, who are the, would you say, runaway leaders? Probably they're pulling away now at this point. Yeah, there's six or seven games to go, so it looks unlikely like Waterford are going to be caught. Had it been this time last season, and maybe this time next season, Cove would have a playoff to look forward to. We still don't know about next season, and that's something that's really frustrating, I'm sure, for Stephen Henderson, Neil Fenn... Uh, On Heary, anyone involved in the 1st Division. Exactly, anyone involved in the 1st Division. But anyway, we'll get into it with uh, Stephen about how not having a playoff spot kind of demotivates teams and how difficult it is to keep teams going and players going when you don't have that. Now, they do have a big cup clash against Limerick coming up and we will talk about that as well. We'll hear from Gerard Little, the uh, Sligo manager, and Stephen Kenny, the Dundalk manager, after they played out a draw at the showgrounds. Probably more useful result-wise to Sligo than it was Dundalk
1: yeah probably going into the game you'd have been happy to take a point against the champions like you know they're second league at the moment but they're they're still a champion so you'd have been happy to take a point
0: Uh, but first a great week for Bohemians they beat Cork City on Monday night in Turner's Cross they're the first team domestically that have won in Turner's Cross this season and they're the first team to have beaten Cork City this season domestically what a job Keith Long is doing ah
1: brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant and like it's it's funny how how quick it can change like a couple of weeks ago people were talking about them getting dragged back into it the, they'd they done well earlier on in the season and then perhaps getting dragged back into the relegation dogfight and then to go away to Shamrock Rovers, their, their big rivals and then to go down to Cork as you say who haven't been beaten all, all season and pull out those two performances it's been absolutely brilliant for them it's, it's a, a full credit to Keith They've they've done really well they've got players back at the right time what you'd say, maybe the business end of the season. Obviously, the the big one coming back was Akinadi, but going back to the Rovers game, um, compared to their game against Derry before that, they had Derek Pender back, they had Lorcan Fitzgerald back. It was a much more familiar bow side, and, and you can see with, with with probably their first choice, 11 and then maybe two or three more, they look really, really strong. and Play four four two. have Dini Corcoran and Akinadi up front to get the ball up there. They don't try and play through midfield too much. Get it up, uh, play to their strengths, and look at really, really work for them.
0: Yeah, got a penalty last night And I've watched it many, many times Trying to make an excuse for Cork City No, was a penalty. no ex- absolutely, yeah. totally a penalty yeah. a, a, a fairly silly lunge, I have to say yeah, and Needless
1: Yeah, and, and then like it has to be stuck away in it uh, Georgie Poynton, who's on loan from Dundalk uh, Stuck it away nicely I
0: think there's only five minutes left as well
1: So it would have been a lot of pressure I know, on I think him. there was a bit more than that, was, was there? Yeah. No, I it see, was we're in a enough.
0: weird vacuum here Where yeah. no one showed the game on TV And there was no access to it online Yeah, well, I, I thought anyways, it was so I late enough to score But maybe, yeah. maybe I'm wrong um, they did get shown on TV on Friday night you did watch that against did, Shamrock yeah. Rovers yeah
1: I was. look I, I don't think it was the the best football match in the world but it was certainly great atmosphere proper like really really frenetic pace as I said Bo started the game really well Akhenadi gets a great goal then Rovers go straight down and McAllister scores um, I thought at that stage to be honest Rovers might just uh, get back on top and, and, mm. and go on and win but Bows, in fairness to them, came came out really, really strong in the in the second half, and and albeit uh, Sean Boyd had a, had a really, really good chance to, to level it in the last couple of minutes. I thought bows were were uh, fully deserved a victory. Don't think Rovers were as good as they they had been in, in previous weeks. Um, maybe the, I don't know the European thing; they might have been starting to catch up with them a lot of games and stuff.
0: But certainly, I thought bows were were fully deserved the three points. Of course, they were missing Lopez, and we had spoken to yeah. him last week. He uh, yeah. Is in absolutely great form, but unfortunately, he had to go and get surgery. He missed out on the game completely, yeah, and he was I a big read, loss.
1: I read about it. Yeah, it was, it was very strange that like had to. He, he woke up with the, with the pains, and he was in the hospital that day getting the operation because. Yeah. Um, from what Stephen Bradley said that it had to be had to be done really quickly so I know he'd done with ourselves and he'd done all the, the press stuff before yep. the game and he would have been
0: because when I heard he wasn't in the team or squad I thought oh Stephen Bradley's gone all GA manager here sending out a I'm guy talking to the press. Who, yeah, yeah he won't no. play but it, it was quite genuine it was just I know I, one of I, those I knew there must have been a problem because
1: yeah. as we said last week and before he'd been playing really well and God, we 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 even spoke to him about Corcoran and Akinadi and he was looking forward to the battle and stuff. And and, and I certainly think he w- he would have been, he would have been the first nine down the team sheet, I think to be
0: honest. Absolutely, Roberto, if you're listening, best wishes to you. Hope you recover soon. It was a penalty after 63 minutes. Yeah. well, I said 35 left today. You said five left, did you? Oh, not? Yeah. you must have just put. The I I on misheard. One. Obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah. a, isn't it a pity that we won't get to watch that game back? I mean, like every game is filmed. Someone films each game, either from both clubs or RTE. Well, they, show, they, they show have to the take, goal. Yeah, they have they to take the, the highlights already. for Soccer Republic. Yeah. And I don't care if it's only one camera. It would be great as a fan to have the opportunity to watch all the games back. And I just don't get why they're not all thrown up the on the whole YouTube. 90 minutes? Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd watch pretty much all Cork City games back if I got no, the chance. Yeah, There's one it, or two clubs who actually, in fairness to them, if I request, they will give me uh, an entire match. Well, that's the thing. And most clubs th- do fill them now. Yeah, like, because you're doing your own analysis and, and, I and appreciate, whatever. Yeah, I appreciate most fans don't have that access. I'm obviously in my job, lucky yeah. I had that access, and one or two clubs actually trust me enough to know I'll watch a game and not pass on detail and not pass on anything. I just think it's a pity the fans don't get the chance to do that. Sure it's yeah. Yeah, sure yeah. a idea. yeah. Put, put it up on the SSE Electricity site, RTE, maybe put it up yeah, on their because site. as I said, they're always Air. there. Like,
1: every yeah. club, you, you see in every ground now whether the RTE cameras or airsport yeah. cameras it aren't even there. Fourth division grounds, there would be two cameramen in yeah. in most because both, both clubs are filming the games for the, for their own uh, analysis and stuff.
0: Yeah, they could even put it up on their own website. I appreciate, again, you're maybe adding another cost or it's... It's quite awkward for clubs to do that. I know they get a highlights package that they can put up. They can essentially take the Soccer Republic one. But oh, I, I, doing big, and
1: I remember yeah. it Shells and as long as if we had loads and we like, um, was the chairman was filming the games and putting them on Facebook at the time. Yeah,
0: I remember watching like, a game against Waterford in yeah, which he scored yeah. an incredible goal. Yeah, it was a great goal. Yeah, I remember it, yeah, shells yeah. have actually been to the forefront of that over the years. I remember in, God, it could have been 2004 I did an online commentary for Shelburne. I don't even remember the game. Yeah, well, yeah, but at the time we weren't doing a whole pile of league of it Ireland must have commentary. Been an painting, was it? No, no, it wasn't at all. No, was it was it? a standard league well, match. Yeah, yeah. We weren't doing a whole pile of commentary still not to be honest. And I just wanted to go out and commentate on games and um it was a completely voluntary thing and Went out and did it. Yeah, look, it'd be great. The more even, people I like, yeah. can
1: see stuff, like the better for, for everybody. And as you said, particularly fans of their own clubs w- w- would look back at games. going away, they can't get to Derry they can't get to yeah. Fane Harps, they can't get, to, and they'd like to watch it. But, and I don't know whether there could be a subscription service or something along those lines. Pay even, a Euro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. Rover, yeah. I think Rovers did something for their European, their last European away game. I think
0: the club they were playing actually showed it online, and you paid a fiver and you got the game. It was the same with Cork City and Hacken last year.
1: Well there you go, they're, they're, those clubs are obviously doing it So maybe it's something that they could be looked into by
0: It was the most times a Swedish stream was accessed by Irish viewers For non-pornography purposes oh, right. last year, the Cork City I ha- hacking I made up that stat, but I'm pretty certain it's true Sound good Okay, let's talk about movement in the transfer market And you'd have to say that the biggest victims have been Galway They've lost Vinny Farty, who's gone to Sligo Now he wasn't what you'd call a regular anyway He wasn't playing particularly well this season anyway but Lee Grace is gone, and this guy is Andy yeah. Boyle. Good.
1: Yeah, he's been great for him. Uh, Shane took him from Wexford. up to Galway with him, and it's it's it, it, from the outside looking in. It, it's a, it's a strange one to be in such a perilous position that they're in to be losing your what has been. there. Well, along with probably Ronan and their best player. But like at the back, where you're trying trying not to concede goals, like he he he's been really really good from them. Um, the fire? Do you want letting them go to? What I suppose is their local rivals and their rivals in the position they're in it seems particularly strange. But as you said, he hasn't been doing great. Right, but he scores goals. Far he hasn't this year, but he has wherever he's been. Like you know, he's capable of going on a yeah, run. Limerick, Pat's, them, um, even Galway last year, he he has scored goals and it's a strange one. Um, you'd wonder what the what the situation is with with Galway. Like obviously there were there was offers made. Um, from Shamrock Rovers, I don't know what the situation with the with the Sligo one. So. Lee Grace only had three months left in his contract. Are they, are they saying we we need to get money in for him for whatever reasons? Maybe, maybe you they, presume
0: they if they've accepted an offer like this with this short time left in the season that it's an offer they couldn't possibly refuse. And I I I wouldn't blame a club for that in one way. I understand why you would perhaps want to do that, but like they're in a perilous position. It's not looking particularly great for them. And if if Grace was there.
1: They've a better chance to stay. Yeah, up
0: I would. I would. Yeah, I'd yeah, I go as far as saying I fancy them. They do. But with Grace gone, I'm kind of thinking, and look, you know yourself, like we'd be big fans of Shane Keegan on this podcast. He's been on many times. Whatever, but, but with him gone, I just think, oh, I'm not sure.
1: But this is the thing. This is the balancing act that I suppose many clubs have to do. Like, are are they cutting their cloth to suit their measure? Are they, are they gambling on the fact that they might be able to stay up without him? Are they more likely to go down without him? Definitely. So. I don't know. Like, from a football decision, it looks like a, a very, very strange decision. From a business yeah. perspective, look, we're we're forced one to give out if clubs are uh, keeping hold of players that they can't afford, and and they're they're saying that oh, well, we'll keep them till the window is closed, and then we'll we'll, we'll be able to whatever the wages are. Yeah. Take, get them to take cuts or not pay and I'm not saying go doing. It? I'm I'm just it just seems like a strange one there must be some reason why they, they needed him to go to, whether it it's to get money in yeah. because they have to balance he's up he's a free agent in, in, three, in three, months. three months so, so I mean, they get nothing yeah. Look at, you hear them talking at yeah. the highest level of football about Alexis Sanchez and everything he's only one year left in his contract to we cash yeah. in now, now I know what we're talking. And it's even more precarious all, at this level it's all relative exactly yeah. and like they have to balance it up Like if, if as we said already are they more likely to go down yeah when he's not there yeah. and then Next year, if they get relegated, would they be would they lose that money? anyway because they're be in the fourth division, which is notoriously very hard to get out of, and he could be there for years. Like who? It's it it is from a completely footballing decision. It looks like a very strange one.
0: They're second from bottom. They're on twenty two points, just above them on twenty three points. Or Sligo, that's where Fardy has gone. Again, that
1: makes it even look more strange. No, yeah. I know they got Isaiunga in. Ayunga is more coming or less in. he's on loan from Is it Sligo? Yeah, but he's, weirdly he's, enough, yeah, but. His parent club was in England, I think, was Brighton or something like that. Yeah, but like it's
0: so you could say there would a like for
1: like. Sorry, swap he was
0: there. at Sligo. He's gone to go Galway. On yeah, loan. exactly. So
1: it's yeah. sort of a like like for like. Yeah, um, in position, well, you know, he would scored of course scored more goals than Vinny Vardy this year, so yeah. maybe they'd be looking at that side of it. But but the the league race one, yeah, very strange.
0: Yeah, and St Pat's are currently ninth. They're on twenty six points. Finn Harps, who away play on Friday night, are on twenty seven points. What a run they've been on.
1: Oh, yeah, look, and, and we spoke to Ollie last week, and like we, we had said, he was playing down the chances of going out to Bray, and they go and turn them over. Um, just saw the highlights yeah. of it, and again, we've, the whole thing with Bray is probably hanging over them. We don't want to go into it again, I suppose, but great result to go out there and win, and, and they go in, probably going into the Galway game now. Look, if we can pick up another three points, we're not there, but we're getting there, like, you know, to the, uh, the guarantee they we staying up, and as Ollie said, that would be. An unbelievable achievement for them to stay up.
0: Yeah. Now, we, we concentrated on Galway because they're probably the most interesting regards what's happened so far in the transfer window. Well, I say so far. The window is now shut. Yeah. They've been really negatively affected. You could argue Limerick are in the same yeah, boat. Totally. And they're not completely out of danger either. I mean, Limerick are in seventh position. They're on 28 points. They're only a bad run away from slipping it's back It's only in. one or two games. They've lost an incredibly experienced defender in Robbie Williams. That's yeah. a bit of a... a I'll word this carefully. I didn't see it coming that they let him go, and then he went to Cork City. That's how it worked, wasn't it? it wasn't well, that's like what it looks like. Yeah. yeah,
1: like I don't. I, I, I uh, well, what I read, he was he was let go, and then I think it was more or less the next day he was, he, he was signed for yeah. Cork. So obviously there was some sort of talks, but for them him to be maybe deemed not good enough to be playing in the team. And then to go to what we, is the champions' electors? Yeah, is is yeah, and that's and that's and and look, he's been the mainstay of their team over the last few years in in the fourth division when they were there last year, which they they cruised to the to the and he scored a lot of goals even as well. And in and in the Premier Division, it seems again bizarre they lose Paul O'Connor, they've lost Sean Kelly. Like I I I I would be worried about Limerick again. We we don't know what's going on inside clubs and. Why playing? Like I don't think they've signed a, a, a whole lot of players. Now they brought Crow in from Norwich and stuff, but the, it, it's a, it's a strange one for them to. Be, I would have thought maybe five or six weeks ago they'd have been mm.
0: completely safe and and look like at the. the Sean baby Kelly, getting your- Paul O'Connor, and Ian Turner. Yeah. already gone now. I think Turner went earlier in the season, in the obviously, Pats,
1: but like, but there were these are all real mainstays of the Limerick side over the last couple of years and. I'll go back to earlier in the season. I don't think Martin Russell was a million miles off. I thought at the time they were very hasty in 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 him going uh, and to bring in Neil Macdonald. Who look, I I don't know, him, nothing against, absolutely nothing. Don't know him at all. For someone that doesn't know the league and and doesn't know the players, um, these haven't really performed well since he's come in. And to be for this turnover of players that has got them to where they they had been in the last couple of years. To such a big buzz around Limerick and the crowds and getting up and staying up and maybe the ambitions were to go into yeah. the Europe this year which probably weren't realistic in the first place but it just seems like they Going yeah. in the wrong direction, to be honest.
0: And just to clarify, he left Limerick by mutual consent and then joined Cork City. Yeah. So it's not like he joined Cork City. It wasn't, tra- wasn't a transfer, yeah. yeah but but just as we we said, but, but but I wanted to clarify. Yeah,
1: no, that's grand. But as yeah. well, then that would suggest that he left and Limerick yeah. didn't want him anymore. And now he's signing for the Champions.
0: For Cork City, I understand why they'd want another defensive body because Alan yeah. Bennett has been struggling in the last couple of weeks. Connor McCormick has been brought into centre back. Ryan Delaney. Um, he's there for another while but, yes, yes. but John Dunleavy is out injured, injured so yeah, we spoke they do about, need cover
1: yeah we did speak about last week in, in Europe about when Bennett wasn't there and they had a sort of a, a makeshift in Conor McCormick who's been doing well but they do need probably a recognised centre half and they've got one in Robbie Williams that said he he's done very well over the last few years So
0: the Sligo Rovers have made some signings as well but th- one of the things I wanted to talk about regards Sligo Rovers and regards signing actually regards managers making signings Sometimes you do it and it's a bit of a gamble and you're doing it to stay up. Yeah. Sligo, that probably isn't the case. They do need the signings. They do need the boost. But obviously, Sadlier has gone. So I imagine it's a case of they got X, Y and Z for him. So they're able to cover what they're bringing in now with that money. So it's kind of responsible transfer dealings. And again, that's only me saying that from the outside. We don't know what's going on in any of the clubs.
1: No, it seems that way. Like... (laughs) They get money in and it goes back out to try and stay up. And and look, we spoke already before about Sligo funding, yeah. uh, the, the supporters funding things. The one, the Morehouse signing is a very interesting one because I tried to sign him a couple of years ago uh, at Chelsea. He was at Crumlin at the time. Um, he went up to the north and I think he's been on trial at Coventry. Goal scorer, really, yeah. really good. Like,
0: Which is exactly what Sligo need really, because yeah. they're, they're the driest team in the league. Yeah,
1: and, and look, he, as I said, he really, looks a really, really good player and... He obviously stepped up from playing in the Lancashire Senior League. Then he went up to North, and by all accounts, he was he was on trial at Coventry and, and doing quite well. I don't know what happened. Whether there was an offer made, with, I don't know, or maybe Sligo was a better offer. Like and, and it could be the way the the, the state of uh, what the Coventry are like at the moment. So maybe he got a more attractive offer at Sligo. Who knows?
0: And we will hear from the Sligo manager very shortly on their draw with Dundalk and just how it sets them up for the rest of the season. But Kevin, from the manager's point of view, I've just kind of mentioned it there, and we've talked about a lot of clubs and people listening might think these lads don't actually know a whole pile and what I mean by that is is we're talking about these clubs and why they may or may not have signed players why they did or didn't get rid of players you've been there with Shelburne as a manager so you're kind of doing dealings and people outside the club don't know what's going on even people who follow the club maybe don't know what's going on but you just have to deal with what you have so so you're doing dealings in, it, in a space where the outside world doesn't know what's going on so you can understand now that you're on this side of the fence yeah. how or why pundits say well we're not sure what's going on.
1: Well that's we don't know like, I mean you can speculate all you want and we're talking about goal we talk yeah. about Limerick there could be very very valid reasons why they had to sell players why they had to buy players anything we and just do And very careful on
0: commenting and rumour.
1: Yeah, well I mean yeah. and, look, and look that's the the nature of it. Like again, look, I I'll give you a, a, an example. I remember like when uh, when it was a Shells and it signed Stephen Elliott. And yep. everyone was thinking, geez, Shells must have got loads of money and Shells are the signs the signed Stephen Elliott. Mm. They didn't know they're like what very little Stephen Elliott was looking for yeah. just he wanted to get back playing but there was those rumours going around and like and sometimes you feel like addressing them saying you're mad like we, we haven't got that type yeah. of money and, but it is it's that's what can happen and yeah, as I said unless you're in the club you're on the board you're the chairman you're the manager you don't know and like sometimes it, again we're going back to I'll go back to the Galway it might be the most responsible thing that the Gal- Galway have done by uh, letting yeah. the couple of players go because they might not have been able to afford them or they might have ring fence that for something else that's more essential than staying up for instance we
0: just don't know yeah and now that you're outside of football management in the league of ireland anyway do you now kind of sit back and say okay i can understand why my chairperson made this decision why the board made this decision as a manager i wasn't happy about it and a manager will always push for what they want that's part of their job but that's not how a club should be run you're you're not just running a first team if you're a club you're running a club
1: yeah, there's always the bigger picture, of course, and you do when you're there yourself. And like, I mean, I would want all the very best players in Ireland to play for me, but it was, wasn't was possible. But you would still push for as, as as good as you can get. And look, only the people that are right at the heart of the club know exactly what you can and can't do. And again, I'll go back to it, we'd be the first to criticize if clubs were overextend themselves and, and doing stuff that I said, a month down the line, yeah. they've probably made commitments and they can't do.
0: Now, the most interesting move, I think, of the window, well, aside from Lee Grace, that is interesting. And, and Again, one thing we didn't actually mention is that Roberto Lopez is out for who knows, and Sam Bone got a
1: yeah. yeah, facial
0: injury. So that's probably why they needed to really push through the grace move. Yeah, maybe, I think they've been after him for a while. Yeah, maybe maybe they up, yeah. yeah, but maybe they said okay, we need to go. We've and made a couple it. of offers, which I know they have. Uh, but now we really need to go and get him And that's why there was such a push And that's why and, it was so late
1: And maybe that's why Galway had to accept it Yeah Because they were thinking Well actually was a really yeah, good maybe offer He's 3 out of this contract Yeah
0: because they, they had been after him for a while If you're to Again I'd be fairly reluctant to comment on rumour But I know they had been after him for a while There's been talk yeah Yeah um,
1: Galway Galway I mean What we're talking about yeah. here is Saying Lopez out Bone out. Yeah. Carly might have said well maybe they might give us a few more but a few exactly, more yeah. for him like the clubs you have to play the game as well
0: exactly and those injuries only kind of happened on Fridays and it happened quite late Literally, Yeah, yeah exactly Friday, yeah. so that, that you know, there's another kind of angle to aspect, it another aspect yeah uh, okay Kieran Kilduff probably made the most interesting move yeah. of the window aside from Lee Grace but he's moving out of the league he is going to the Jacksonville Armada in Florida they, they play in the second tier of American football so one below the MLS this is what he had to say too off the ball about making the move and uh, why he's doing
2: it listen I played 10 10 years in League of Ireland football yeah. and I've loved every one of them up until last week Do you know what I mean it was I, I it's not like I'm leaving and going I have to get out of here I'm, I'm too good for it or anything like that it wasn't it was literally this opportunity landed in my lap it ticked a lot of boxes for me in my personal life and then I was kind of saw this like I'm not going over there to to just you know for the sun and to the, for the beach there's, there's an opportunity for me to, to, to progress here you know it's a, it's a growing brand and franchise over there you know soccer as I've been told it's it's, it's taken off you know and I can see that you like to Richie, like some of the teams you go and play you can play the New York Cosmos now in three weeks you go to I go to San Francisco I go to Puerto Rico I go to Canada to play Edmonton there's you know, I have to go to Miami like it, it's an opportunity to go play in big stadiums in in, in front of good crowds and Mm. see amazing cities that otherwise I mightn't have got to have seen there's an opportunity for me to earn another contract maybe at a bigger club or another good contract at the club I'm at so Mm. there's there is a big scope there for progression and McRitchie himself went over there and signed a similar deal to myself and after four months he ended up getting a move to Miami and literally you know they're they're probably the the biggest and best team in my division uh, the biggest budget and you know he's after you know it's nothing but a successful decision for him um I chatted to Tommy Stewart who was at Sacramento Eamon Zaid is out there playing for um the Indy 11 and doing well he scored the winner last night and there again you know so it it is a growing it, it is a bit of there is a land of opportunity out there yeah um it mightn't be for everyone you know maybe fella in his lower 20s the dream of England is still alive you know it's you know everyone's holy grail probably at younger ages was to uh, go to England, you know, and play for Liverpool or you know, get 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 the Ireland caps and all this and maybe that in your later career then you realise well there's other opportunities too. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just across the water there, you know, the, the short trip. You, there's there's other things and if you're willing to go and experience it, you know, I, I felt like I'd nothing to lose. So I was um you know I, I really am looking forward to the yeah. experience. And just, I am
0: Kieran Kilduff speaking to off the ball. And that's an interesting point that he makes Kevin Doherty he would stay at Dundalk. If he was staying in Ireland, he'd stay at Dundalk. He's happy. But this is an opportunity he couldn't say no to, and it's it's not like the opportunity that players look for mainly, which is in England, and then they try and go up the leagues or go from the championship to the Premier League or try and get into the Ireland squad. He says he's acknowledged there, you know, he probably won't play for Ireland, but it's still a great adventure, it's still a great opportunity to develop he himself to Give his family an adventure and to just have a new adventure. It's a adventure, a thing. It's exciting and it's a a completely
1: different league and a different probably style of football and a different lifestyle. I mean, he's talking about the apartment and the 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 pools around and outside apartments and different, just a general different lifestyle. And what did he say? He's twenty eight now. Yeah, he's been in the league a long time. He's probably after the exploits of last year. Now he's probably done as much as he can in Ireland being brutally honest like yeah. you could go and win four in a row with Dundalk, but they're not going to like. so you're going to start the, the whole process again and yeah. they got so far in Europe last year and they were unlucky enough this year but like it's a completely different uh, left field a little bit to go yeah. over there to America when he, he probably as you said he could have stayed at Dundalk, and at it's it a
0: new avenue there. for players a lot of guys who get to 26 27 probably think okay England isn't going to happen for me and up to now they might have been demotivated but look at what Kilduff has done. It's opened up a new avenue. It's kind of put a a new platform for players to go to. It's not the traditional one. But it does maybe add another layer to the league that that this kind of move is available and you can better yourself without necessarily going to England if you're in the league and you're still and You're in your late 20s, and England hasn't happened for you,
1: yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. He, he, look, there's been as he's we've already heard him saying about the likes of Richie Ryan over there already, and
0: yeah, that's the, the Richie he was referring to in the yes, clip, yeah, sorry. And like it's there has
1: been a couple, but the more that go, the better they do, the more that will follow and stuff. And look, we yeah. don't want to be losing our players, that's first and foremost. Yeah. But like, if, if it's not always has to, lads are going to progress, and as I said. There might be very little more That he can deal with He mentioned mm-hmm. And off the ball last night He was there for Rovers European Great run He was there for the Dock last year So it's, it's something different And by all accounts it's a very good standard Of football as well It's not as if he's going off To play in a, in a poor league A yeah. part time league Like he's going to uh,
0: Better his salary Is what he said as well yeah. we, we don't want to be losing Our players But if they're going to A higher standard Then that's actually A compliment to the league Yeah Yeah we, like, I, I, but And it means guys Might raise their standards Collectively if they think that there is a different kind of move there, if if this kind of move is available,
1: well, Lads will always try and play it at the yeah. highest level possible. And yeah. if if it's, if if he's regarding that, and I don't know enough about the league to say it's much better than here or it's not three thousand people
0: at their. Home game yesterday, or which the should be day a decent before. enough crowd here. Like yeah. only
1: probably Cork and, and Dundalk yeah. would would better that. Which yeah. is being at both clubs and decent TV
0: know. coverage of it. Uh, you could see full highlights on the website.
1: Look, I'm sure things are are, pr- are probably a bit different over there and a bit more exciting for him. And it's a new challenge in his life. He said he's, he's a young child and, and his partner as well. Like it's it's like for whatever reasons, he, um, outside of football as well, it could be a completely different. Uh, lifestyle for him and a different life and something that maybe he always
0: wanted to do he, like, who knows yeah. he? he's looking for a home for his kitten by the way kitten yeah so if you want Kilduff's kitten then contact at Langan or? No, just Oshin Langan. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, actually, that's a good point because you won't be here to deal with it. <laughs> Kevin, okay, you look after that. Yeah, he is actually looking. I, I rang him today to wish him the best of luck. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's really excited about it. He's really looking forward to it. He's going in 10 days or something, is he? Is that what you said? You, I, I think so, yeah it, yeah, it yeah. it depends on visas and other such listings. I
1: hope. It, I really hope it goes well yeah. for him. I, I really do.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about Sligo Rovers. They got a one-all draw with Dundalk last weekend. But because they went 1-0 down, Dara Cox of Ocean FM spoke to Gerard Little, the Sligo manager, after the game and kind of put it to him that it was a win that, or a draw that felt like a win given the nature of it and who they were playing.
3: No, there's a different mentality in this changing room. You know, there's a mentality that, you know, they know where they're going. Um, Albeit we haven't had the, the greatest results in terms of draws, you know, if we could turn them draws into wins that we spoke about in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, that's, that's going to change. I have no doubt in it. As I said before, you know, we, we've, um, the, the champions have came here and we've frustrated them. Uh, at times we've played some great football. Um, maybe just a wee bit of, still a wee bit of lack of belief in the final third where we could, we could um, go and take a player on or, or get a shot off quicker. But as I say, we'll, we'll keep building on that. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of positives at the minute. You know, the crowd behind us tonight was, was a big positive again. You know, when they have that crowd behind you cheering you on and, and, and it gets an extra 10-20% of their players. So, listen, I, I think at the minute, you know, we've got to keep positive. It's all positive. Uh, change room's positive. Hopefully we'll have a few signings, new faces in, the freshen up and, and add competition to the, to the rest of the boys. So, um, no, really pleased.
0: And Gerard Little has made those signings. We've already talked about them, but uh, there seems to be a positive mood around Sligo in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah it seems to pick up alright and as you said getting a, a point out of the, uh, the Dundalk game might be a little uh, kickstart that they needed and a couple of uh, fresh faces particularly the and Morehouse coming in up front like might just give them that little bit of impetus and, and, and they might be able to kick on. I think it's going to be difficult for them they'll have to gel very quickly but who knows Like they, they might just be able to get out of it.
0: Dundalk manager Stephen Kenny said after that game, look, it's not going to be hard to motivate ourselves for the rest of the season because we've got two cup competitions to fight for and they want to finish as high up as they can in the league. They did lose uh, Paddy Barrett during the week. There's a player we didn't mention in our transfer talk. He's gone to Waterford United. Yeah,
1: I think he's on a loan, isn't he, to, yeah. to Waterford? For the um, rest of the season. For the rest of the season, so like, yeah. um, Yeah, it's like, again, they lost Kilduff, they've, they've lost Barrett now who... Usually had come in as, as cover for Gartland or Vemeland, and I know they've Sean Hoare there, who they, who they think very highly of. But again, I thought that was strange that Dundalk were letting players go. Like as you said, they have the cups to go and play for, and I I know that they'll be really, really keen to go and win the FAI Cup and the League Cup because like they the season so far like hasn't been close to what it was last year. Now I know Cork that's a lot to do with Cork as well, but it, it just hasn't been and.
0: I was a bit surprised He would let go To be honest Hard to blame Bart Because it's his hometown club He's played for Waterford In the past And they're going well They've, they, they are going to win The first division
1: Yeah and they're making I mean they signed Paul Keegan last week as well Beat off Premier Division Competition for that as well So like They're certainly going In the yeah. right direction anyway
0: I should make it clear I'm making money symbols I know yes, I uh, <sighs> People can't obviously see that But, but they have cash right. At the moment Waterford yeah, well, look. And, and power and, and has and pumped it in, and Stephen Henderson
1: said earlier on they seem to be doing it. No, Stephen right, like,
0: Henderson know. is going to say oh, we yeah. haven't played that bit yet. Oh yeah, you've just yeah, ruined. I, I would you say you ruined the magic of podcasting.
1: Uh, I'd say he probably will say that that they, they seem to be using it well.
0: You've just made it awkward now, introing. I think Hendo. people. I think people know at this stage. I don't know. I, I mean, how many people? How old were you when you found out about a certain? Don't what? I know what you're going to say. Stephen Henderson, how are you uh, in this, in no way, shape or form, pre-recorded intro? You and Stuart Ashton have signed a new deal with the club. You'll both be there until 2020. And um, I, I guess management, as, as, as fun as it can be, is also quite tough. It's, um, it's something that requires dedication. It's uh, Maybe you'd say yourself a vocation. It's almost as if I know what he's going to say here. Isn't it? If you think it's a vocation, agree with me now, Stephen.
4: It's a, it's a vocation. Um, yeah, and it's hard work, and you know, part of the reason the three years is because there's uh, still a hell of a lot of work to do. While she, um, you know, we, we had a strategy, we had something in place that we wanted to start putting uh, in 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 place down in Ramblers, and then obviously the the league format changed, and we kind of went a little bit southward it then because you know we we had a certain way. This is the way the league was. This is the way we, we were trying to go within the structures of Ramblers and then it all changed. So we have to kind of revisit it. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a bit of time. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of obstacles in the way. But ultimately, we, we, we really want to get Cove Rambers on a sound footing because there's some cleaneries coming up in, in about five years. But, we you know, we want to stride towards that and not limp towards it. So we're absolutely delighted that, uh, you know, we're going to be there for the next three years. But like was Kev was saying, you know, there's a little bit of you know, nervousness there because there's a lot of hard work involved in it.
0: How much did that mess you up, the change in format? Because if this season had a playoff, you'd be in a great position, but it doesn't. And it looks like Waterford are going to claim that one and only promotion spot. They're nine points ahead. So even with the most hopeful of hearts, you'd have to be realistic and say it's probably not going to happen for you this season. But it doesn't mean the season is a write-off, but it's certainly not ideal, is it?
4: No, it's not ideal because we play long for town now uh, next Saturday and if the playoffs were still there, you know, we'd be expecting six, 700 people at that match. Uh, we're not expecting that for now because I think everybody's thrown in the towel. We haven't thrown in the towel, but support-wise, they've probably just looked at it and said, no, this is done. Or, you know, let's let's look at this. Uh, our club was in it. You know, we don't have the finances to compete with any. And I can include Cabin Tealy in this, by the way. I don't know where. Do you know what I mean? The players there signing. You know, we don't have that kind of finance. So for us to be in second place is, uh, is, is quite remarkable from the players that we have there. So, you know, we're we're delighted with that. Uh, you know, um, the, the removal of the playoffs has meant financially, you know, the last few matches are going to be quite difficult. But the way the fixtures have actually worked, Shane, the last series of games we're, were going to be away more than at home anyway. So, yeah. you know, we will have to just get on with it.
0: And Stephen, last year when we had you on the podcast, you were talking about the the business model of Cove Ramblers. Now, business is probably the wrong word to use because it's actually pretty much all voluntary. You're like a really well-run GAA club. Everyone is giving their time for nothing. So in that sense, even if you don't get the six and 700 people into the gate, I won't say it doesn't matter because of course it does, but you're not banking on it. It's not like you're desperately now scrambling around looking to finish out the season? Because you've kind of essentially planned for it.
4: Well, we did plan for it, but uh, it does matter because, you know, these people give up an awful lot of their time and they get tired from it and they're exhausted from it and they have uh, other things going on in their life that they need to dedicate themselves to. So it does not matter. We, we want people coming in the gate, you know, so we can put more structures in and make it easier for our volunteers, not harder. So, you know, we never turn around and say it doesn't matter. Uh, we're not here to make life hard. We, we're here to try and make things as enjoyable and as possible for the people who are within the club. Like you say, there are there's a there's a lot of volunteers there who work extremely hard for us, and you know that they are the heartbeat of the club, not just our club but any club. Without them, we all shut down. It's as simple as that. But uh, you know, we, we we want to progress. That's that's ultimately where we want to go. We want to progress. We we want to be as professional as we possibly can, and that takes money. And it takes investment, and it takes uh, the the local community to get involved with you. It takes local businesses to get involved with you. That's proven harder than we thought it was going to be, uh, you know. But we're hopeful that we're going to have a bit of good news uh, at the end of this week. So fingers crossed. on that. Well, you know, it's um, you know we we want to progress O'Sheen. You know, we don't want to remain an amateur club, and we don't want to be running volunteers into the ground. So uh, you know, it does matter. We would have liked to have had six, seven hundred people in the gate would have liked to have brought a few Bob in. And you know, sometimes, O'Shane, sometimes that money can just go to the volunteers in some capacity, just as a reward, and just say thank you. I'm not even in a position to do that for them at the moment. But you know, I'd love to be someday, just turn around and say, lads, there you go. Thanks very much.
1: Stephen, has there been any indication at all? I know... You probably might hear the week before the season starts next year, but has there been any indication about with the, the format of the league next year, the First Division, given that three teams are coming down? Is they, are their playoffs going to be reintroduced? Obviously, when you're, again, you, you're trying to put a, a plan in place or a strategic plan for five years or whatever, and not to know this, even at this stage, must be difficult. Has there, has there been anything, do you know?
4: Kev, you're, do you know what I mean? That, that's an absolutely brilliant question. We're coming up. We six games left in the fourth Division. That's what we have left. And we still have no idea what the structure is for next year. You know, and, and that's quite incredible. And that's why I'm saying, like, uh, we're three years. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be waiting. I don't know when we're going to find out what the format's going oh All we know is it's going to be 10s, two tens. That's all we know. Are the playoffs going to be reintroduced? Uh, we're guessing they are. Because, uh, you know, the, the, it's the right thing to do in terms, not just for the clubs, but for supporters. But for us to be kind of uh, getting jared into putting up five-year strategies and, you know, we don't have a strategy regarding the league. It's, it's a bit nonsensical. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I have a plan and, you know, myself and Stewie and, and Decky and, and the rest of the lads will sit down and will say, this is, this, is, this is our plan. Uh, this is the money that we know that we have. This is how we're going to try and invest it. This is the way we're going to uh, try and drive the club forward. Because the reality of it is, Kev, no matter what way that structure is, Waterford has done really well because of the finance that they've had this year. And they spent that well. It's easier, you know, yeah. you can get money and make a yeah. balls of it. Let's be honest. Yeah. They haven't done that. They went and done it and they've done it well. But it's not over yet. Let me emphasize that. Nearly is, but not quite yet. We're there. But what's going to happen now is that we're going to have three clubs coming down next year with the same kind of financial clout. So this is where Cove Ramblers have to be very careful. This is where we have to be very careful. And this is where we have to kind of sit down and be objective in terms of, you know, we want to remain competitive in the league. Uh, we don't want to be finishing down the bottom. You know, how do we uh, get the best out of our club with the resources that we have? Uh, well, knowing that three clubs are going to come down and blow us out of water finance-wise. Uh, and yet we still don't know whether those playoffs are going to be there or not.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a really remarkable funny, right. situation.
4: Yeah. And it only happened here, to be
1: honest. Yeah, and no, look, I totally agree with you, and. You're looking at Waterford last week when you played them down there, and and the likes of Shane O'Connor who you had did, did did very well for you scoring against you, and obviously moving on to, I wouldn't say bigger things. I wouldn't say that about any club in, in in Ireland between. There's not much difference between them. But is it harder then to try and keep players at the club, the lads that you've brought in that you've developed? You brought lads in from the uh, Munster Senior League, you've lads in that, that maybe were weren't going to get it through a Cork and stuff. Is it you're trying to put these plans in place and, and trying to? Keep a, a, a sort of a continuous team going and keeping the the same players and trying to have some sort of uh, camaraderie, everything there. with them, and then and then you're going and they they may leave. I know the nature of the league is most lads are on one year contracts and stuff, but it, it it must be even more hard for for yourselves down there trying to plan that when you have the likes of Waterford there with with the financial clout, and then you've obviously your your big neighbours as well could probably come and take whatever player they wanted off you.
4: Yeah, and Limerick as well. Yeah. You know, it just seems all the months that close are coming into, uh, you know, the pots of gold. Uh, we haven't, so we have to get on and do what we have to do. Uh, if you look at us this year, you know, up to last week, uh, we were only six points off uh, Waterford. And I remember when I was actually manager of Waterford, we came second one year to Derry City. We lost the league by three points. But that season, I'd lost uh, Graham Cummins to Cork City and Fletch. Uh, uh, Kenny Brown went off to... To Spartan Fingal, and I felt if, right, if we so. had a kept those two, we would have won the league yep. that year. And I kind of get that sense now when O'Connor and Comerford has been one of the most consistent. Yeah. The two of them have been probably Waterford's most consistent performers. And you just felt if we hadn't had the finance to hold on to those two boys, added with the lads that we that we brought in, you know, it would have been a lot closer than what it is. But we know that's the situation, Kev. Uh, when I sign a young player, you know part of the the process of that is telling them to look at what we can do is provide you with a shop window, uh, you know. So when someone comes in for them, you know it's very hard for us to turn around and say no. So you know when when that happens, you know it's you know it's a double edged sword. You're kind of a you're disappointed to lose the player, but B you're kind of you're saying to yourself look at what we're doing here is walking. Uh, we're spotting these players. We're bringing them on a bit. Uh, you know, so good luck to them. So it's a double edged sword. Yeah, and it would be you know, attractive for more happening.
1: players coming in then as well that you've you've been able to do that with, with like the I'm thinking of the likes of Kaka McCarthy, Keen Coleman, the likes of those coming in. Even like even the likes of Cara Caulfield coming in, like seen him a few times. I know he's he's that bit older, but like he certainly, as you said, give them the platform to go and perform and whether they can go on with yourselves, hopefully for for, for you, that that's what will happen, or whether they can go on um at other places, they're certainly being given the platform and Without, even though the the playoffs aren't there, you've made significant progress. Like you're you're sitting second in the league, as as Russian said earlier on, you'd be comfortably in the playoff position. I think you'd be seven points in, in in the playoff position at this stage. Like so, there is that progress being made. Albeit there's no playoffs, you must even take a lot of satisfaction out of that.
4: Well, you would because you know it's not our fault that the that the playoffs exactly, aren't yeah. there. You know, there's still six games to go. Do you know, you know we could. You know, we could win this league yeah, or we could finish yeah. in the middle of it. You know, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's just the way this league is. But, uh, you know, but the, the players that you mentioned there and, and the part of the difficulty, and Kev, you know this better than anybody, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it's not, the, it's not about having great players, it's about having good players and creating a good atmosphere. And, and that's part of the, probably the problem that we have. Uh, you know, when you're offering contracts out, you can do your due diligence on a player and you can, you know, you'd know his history, you'd know his background when you are not having contracts, you know you are taking players in and you are trying to get them to know them as they go along. Some of them are great, some of them are messers. Yeah. So you know your, your, yeah. the chemistry within your dressing room is, uh, is messed up. But we've been fortunate, you know, with Ramblers that we ha- we have a great dressing room with great lads. And like you say, like a car coming in, he's thirty years of age. We make him feel like fifty. Me especially because I don't <laughs> like being old. myself. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you certainly don't dress older. Very snappy dresser, Stephen. Have you ever seen some of his clobber, Kevin? I've seen it up close and personal, yeah. I yeah, have plenty of times. The original footballing hipster. Um, Cork City obviously having a great season, even though they actually lost last night to Bulls, but they'll still go on and win the league. Now, th- there is a theory that them being so close to you guys overshadows and is bad for the club, but I, I would say there's actually positives to take from Cork City doing well. Maybe it, it helps you guys as well.
4: I'm going out. Well,
0: a rising tide lifts boats, it creates interest in League of Ireland football. People get hungry for League of Ireland football. I remember when, when I worked in Red F M, um a lot of the people who went to Cove games were actually Cork City fans and it kind of it, it
4: And that's it, actually a fact and that remains the case O'Sheen mm. and you know, there's a lot of people a lot of the support that were coming down are from are from the city, are from Cork, they are Cork City, they're dual supporters, mainly Cork City. But they'll come down and support the club and and they've been brilliant. But uh, in terms of the club itself, how we run ourselves, uh, you know, we don't get any significant spin-offs off Cox yep. we're, we're delighted for them and, and they've been fantastic this year. And Johnny C has done an incredible job with them. You know that fourth defeat there the other night—that's that's remarkable at this stage of the season. But you know we can't be dependent on other clubs. We have to kind of look at ourselves and say. You know what yeah. can we do well, I would do never say dependent
0: club? I would never say dependent Stephen but but can there be a good side to it because it just it creates an interest in football and like for example when Dundalk did what they did last year in Europe people no longer kind of had this caveat of League of Ireland football they just started referring to League of Ireland football as football
4: football yeah it is. and if you look at the crowds that are going into Cork City at the moment they're absolutely phenomenal you know uh, and you have to understand that Cork in general is not just a, it's not a soccer mad uh, county. It's it's a sports mad county. Yeah. It loves all its sport. And when it's doing well it it get out it gets out in, in huge numbers to support it. And even when, you know, it's not going well, the numbers aren't quite as huge, but there's a core group of support around the Cork area, you know, that will go and see a club and they and they'll help them the best way they can. And that's that's the Cork spirit. That's that's something that, you know, we live off here and Ramblers within their team. That's something that the Cork soccer team, Johnny, would be uh, beating that into them every day. And that's the public. So, yeah, the, the, I suppose in that context, yeah, the Cork people will come out and support their own. They are brilliant. But, uh, you, know, but you know, it is without a shadow. Uh, you can see, you know, it drives me mad and watching people going around <laughs> everywhere with Cork City t-shirts on them. And I like, any chance of a few Coles lads walking around there just to put a little smile on my face. But it's definitely taken off and it's fantastic. It is brilliant for League of Ireland football. Uh, Johnny C has been great for League of Ireland football and I suppose the Cork people like 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 people going to matches it really has taken the league on so like Cork and Dundalk have been absolutely incredible for this league so, and there's a lot of other good clubs starting to uh, come up the ladder and you can just get the sense honestly O'Shea and Kevin will probably tell you in the next three or four years it's crucial for League of Ireland football because it really is on the rise and how we market this and how we, how we embrace this and push it on from the FAI to the clubs to the supporters to the administrators how we push it on next three years are going to be critical for League of Ireland
0: yeah, and you seem to be taking it on yourselves and driving it yourselves and not waiting for anyone to do it for you and that's what you've got to do just before I let you go Stephen you do have an FAI Cup game to look forward to but you don't have an easy start you're up against a Premier League team and a pretty good one in the shape of Limerick but I guess you know you'll be going all out for that one and giving that one a real rattle and it's at home which is a very good thing
4: well, you know, we, we give every game a rattle and you know, like it's a, it's a you know, Limerick are going through um a little bit of a rough time at the moment, you know. Uh it's at home. It'll definitely bring the crowd out, that's for sure, because it's a monster derby. Limerick Limerick are a fantastic club, they're absolutely brilliantly run. They're getting support. Again, we're going back to supporters again, OC and Kevin you see the support down there that Limerick are getting are brilliant. So I was actually delighted that we got them in the Cup. A, because it's a Premier Club that we can really test ourselves against. Uh, B, you know, really attract the crowd. And, you know, it's one of those games that, like, when you look at it, uh, if the pundits look at it and they're saying, is there banana skin somewhere within this, uh, you know, this this group of games? You know, it could be us. We could be the ones that that surprise Limerick. Because on our day, Oshim, we're a very good side, as are Limerick. What I will guarantee you It will be a very uh, Competitive Cup toy I mean, And you know The fact that It's going straight to Penals as well All sorts of stuff Could be happening on the night
1: We beat them in the Munster Senior Cup final Was that last year? This year?
4: Yeah uh, No we We bet- were the only team beat them in the league Last year
1: Yeah that's right But didn't you not Beat them in the Munster Cup As well last year The start of last year Think you did in the own That's Cove? Absolutely, right, yeah. There you go. Yeah,
4: uh, but they they beat us this
1: year. Yeah, all
0: right. Yeah, it was, it was
1: oh, we, previous we, year. Yeah,
0: we, we forgot about that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've I said <laughs> nice last re- year. Didn't I? Nice <laughs> research there, Kev. Nice research. just <laughs> 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 that they can beat Kev. The we're going have to have to have a conversation if you're going to be bringing the sloppiness on board the podcast. Well, <laughs> 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 that was the one I
1: stuck. It was I was paying more attention to the league last year That's for obvious reasons.
0: And I have to say, look, <laughs> if, if people haven't been to Cove for a game, get out to that match against Limerick, especially if it's a sunny day, if it's a warm day, get around the town because it's a beautiful town. I there. Last week uh, Now by accident We couldn't get a hotel room in Cork So we stayed out in Cove But boy am I glad That Cork was oversubscribed Because Cove is a beautiful town um, Stephen Really best of luck For the rest of the season And thanks for talking to us Thanks very much lads. Stephen Henderson The Cove Ramblers manager there You would have to feel bad For the first division clubs And indeed actually the, the Maybe the third club The one that finishes third From bottom in the Premier League Who Go down this year Because As you're aware I'm not a complete FAI basher I do think they do A lot of things well But This whole thing Of having no playoff And making it A 10 team league That's disgraceful I mean they have Screwed over An awful lot of clubs And an awful lot of Footballing people By making that decision
1: Yeah and like They were asked Clubs were asked To put five year Strategic plans in place And obviously You would have been Thinking of Well we we can Hopefully get into The playoffs next year And then maybe go up The following year Or whatever and then t- to allocate budgets, yeah. to talk to signings, to do everything and yeah. be maybe aiming for the players and then for
0: them overnight to be gone. Yeah. Now, so to be fair to the FAI, it wasn't just them who pushed this through. There was a Premier League club alliance, a hmm. Premier League Power Rangers, whatever the hell they call themselves. They're the ones who actually really did make the decision. Now, not every Premier League club voted for a 10-team league. No, But, I, but there are you, ones yeah. who did. They pushed it through and I'll tell you, they have an awful lot to answer for.
1: Yeah, and, and, and another thing, I'd say... At the moment, looking at the league table, there'll be plenty of them that are really, really sorry that they did vote for it because
0: there's obviously some of the ones that that did vote for it are are going to go down, possibly, possibly, possibly. Um, and I understand why they did it. I like I, I can understand oh, that clubs. Well, clubs have to look after themselves.
1: Yeah, but well did If
0: you were in charge of Shelburne and someone said yeah. to you, "It's going to benefit Shelburne if there's a I yeah, 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 I get you, but.
1: Surely you have to have some sort of foresight, like and th- and think, oh, actually, what if the three teams yeah. going down? There's only there's only twelve teams in the league. What about like, that's the a quarter of the team?
3: What about the product? the yeah, ten team, a, team a, league is aside just
1: from that. Yeah, but from if you want to be completely selfish about, it, as you said, there's a, you have more of a chance of going down if three teams are going down. Yeah, and then it's going to be harder to get out of it again the force division. So.
0: Didn't make any sense to me. Anyway. And and one of the things that really affects the first division, last week or the week before, Waterford were playing Cove, hmm. which is a big game, and it, it was particularly well, it was pretty pretty big then. Second, wasn't it? Exactly, because if Cove won that, then they were really back in the race. Yeah. But I was looking and I was thinking, haven't they played each other seven times this season already? Yeah, well that's it. that's. Now I know there's only what seven teams in the first division, but there's only going to be ten in the Premier well, next eight, year.
1: There's eight teams, so you're yeah. playing sort of like eight. Yeah, sorry, yeah, we yeah. are playing sort of four times, and it's going to be the same next year, and yeah. then. And it's going to be the same in the in both leagues next year. Well, I assume it is. Well, I don't know how many times are are they are they going to. I I just don't know what the, they're going to play. The first division or are they going to play two or four times again and have yeah. that extra? But whatever, uh, about the first division. Your
0: main product is the Premier League. That's how you sell football. Yeah. To the people. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying. That's what they're going to be interested in. And to have only ten teams just it makes it so samey, and teams will be playing each other continuously. And I remember um, when they reduced it before. I remember I to myself, playing it.
1: And well, was what a, was that like? ridiculous? I remember yeah, as a,
0: as a, And you, yeah. you can talk about it From the playing point yeah, of view Well right? I remember And I'll say from From the fans point of view And okay I was a journalist Covering it so maybe that, That's different again It was so samey It was so hard to make it Exciting when the same teams Were meeting over and over What was it like From the playing point Terrible. of view? Terrible The year I did played, for, it, did for, it get, yeah. played
1: for Bray Was uh, 2008 or 2009 I'm not sure hmm. We played Galway Seven times that year Like We had played him in the league Four times Played them in both cups, yeah. we replaying the other one. Battle of the Promenades. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe they should have built it at that. Although that the, would have been Devon on the, s- till Devon, really, on the seventh it? time, maybe. But like, yeah, it's, it's, you're playing against the same team every few weeks, and as I said, there's cup competitions. There's only twenty clubs in the league. Yeah. Like, so you're gonna, it's kind to it's kind of be boring, repetitive. Look, we've I think we've spoke about this before, but it's just yeah. it just and not gets. A the irony is here.
0: that our conversation about the boring, repetitive nature it's of what the league is again. going to be is. Yeah pretty boring and repetitive yeah. and it's a bit like Michael Deignan's rant about Sky Sports a couple of weeks ago it's kind of pointless because it's signed sealed and delivered it's done there's nothing we can do about it I'm uh, sorry they it change their mind tomorrow
1: they, they, they make, seem to make these decisions but don't for, don't for this anyway. season <laughs> when did they make this for the,
0: for, three, for yeah, this like, week two or three weeks no, I think it was December was it was, like, the, it was, was very, January it was, it was late anyway it was late. clubs had their budget in they place. They weren't as very Stephen far into their five-year strategic plan. Anyway, when the decision yeah, was made. That's for sure. I, I actually get angry thinking about it because yeah. it's one of these things that if you've to make a tough decision. I understand that some people might be upset by, it, but they didn't have to do this. No, they didn't I have to do this. Don't see the logic no. in it
1: whatsoever. I really, yeah. really don't. And that's coming from, so playing in a coach and managing it. And again, and I'm going off and around here, to go back to the, at the time about. Everyone was consulted. Now everybody yeah. wasn't consulted. I can tell you that for a fact. Not everybody was consulted. All the clubs, like it's. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to get angry again. I got angry about something last week. Oh, angry, Kev! Kev. No, angry, Kev is coming not, out again. It's is he? Not the reputation we have. I really? I like to keep it that way. No, i Don't think I'm a very angry. Person. Well, you were
0: angry last week. Well, <sighs> when you were going on about your two league, mo- <sighs> sorry, three league medals. Well, I wasn't. I was just saying.
1: About the registration thing And then there was a f- I got a f- I got a few uh, <laughs> Bit of reaction off so, on ju-
0: Just in case you didn't hear last week Kevin was talking about 2001 One, two, When yeah. Shelburne won the league Saying Pats lost points And then It kind of became uninteresting And there was talk from Oli Byrne actually wanted to Play Pats at a playoff But you guys wouldn't do it um, And I was saying I was asking I was making the point that Maybe that league medal Because of the nature of it Didn't mean as much as the other two And you were saying it did Yeah it did yeah. Yeah, but, but it couldn't yeah. Which is worth more, the 2001 League of Ireland medal, or the 2010 Leinster Championship medal that the Meath players won?
1: I've no idea because
0: I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I can see if it'll ever come out again. I don't don't know
1: anything about that. You'll have to go in, tell me the story. You got reaction to it? I I had a few few people have said it to me. That's all. Nothing major. I know. I look, and that was the thing. Yeah, it was. It was nothing uh, against Pats or anybody at all. It was just. Been carrying around me for Was 15 years. Was there, there a few jibes? About. Not really. No, no. I don't get that much. Uh, what's the word? You've Traffic. composed
0: yourself again. The facade is back. Yeah, I'm back. nice. Kev is back, but we all know what's lurking underneath. Inside every man is a struggle between good and evil that cannot be resolved.
1: I am evil, Homer. I am evil, Homer. I am evil homer. See, I, I used to be able to go out and shout homer. at the players and i need to do yeah. it somewhere. I don't. I try not to do it at home. like So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, do a bit in here maybe instead. Okay, that's it for
0: this week. Uh, you can get Kevin on. At KevDog5. And you can get me on at Langen Langan. Um, we will talk to you next week again. Enjoy whatever game you're going to this weekend. And by the way, do contact us and make suggestions. Um, we mightn't listen to them, but, but we will read them. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers.